Hi everybody, my name is Nick Beard. I'm the audiovisual director here at Peninsula Covenant Church, or PCC. Welcome to our message podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh God, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you're so trustworthy. In every moment, the good and bad times. Thank you. Thank you. And now, Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight our Lord, our strength, our Redeemer, our trustworthy God. In the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning to you all. It's good to see you. I'm a little surprised I'm standing before you. I've been here with Marty about two years now and have experienced so many gifted communicators on the pastoral team here. And frankly, I'm a little intimidated. I really am intimidated, but I'm thankful that Gary, since everyone's gone, he said, well, <laughs> somebody's got to speak to Gay. Let, let's, let's get him. So here we are. And I want to say to you, welcome to 2017 and 2018. I say that. Because actually, as you probably realize, this is the hinge day between two years. We all got up this morning, when? In 20... And most of us will not go to bed until we are into 20... We're on the hinge day, ladies and gentlemen. So I think it would be profitable for us to, to do two primary things right now. One, look back at 2017, and two, look forward to 2018. First, let's remember 2017. Do you realize that remembering is a very important function in our spiritual lives? We have precedent all through the Bible of how God wants us to remember. Exodus chapter 17, then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered And make sure that Joshua hears it. Going on to Joshua chapter 4. And when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people. Tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men and said to them, Each of you take up a stone on his shoulder to serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, what do, these signs, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan River was cut off before the Ark of Co- the Covenant of the Lord. These are stones to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. The Lord didn't want his people to forget what he had done for them and what was learned 
by those experiences that he gave. In the New Testament, Jesus, when he introduced communion to the disciples for us, what did he say? Do this to remember me. Remembering, super important. Uh, in fact, may I give you an example of one of our family memorial stones? This crutch reminds us that God healed my wife Marty from polio when she was nine years old. This was her literal crutch when her legs were not strong enough to walk. But then, complete healing, we remember God's faithfulness. Or how about this sculpture? We have it in a prominent place in our living room. Abraham offering his son Isaac to the Lord on the altar. This helps me remember how God used this very story to ask us to give up our Isaac that is, to sell our business in Chicago, to give up our future, and instead obey his call to plant a church in Fremont. Again, remembering, super important. And so as we wrap up 2017, I want to ask you to remember. For you to remember your highs and your lows this past year. Will you do that? For example, let me give you my low point for 2017. Here it is. These are the words of my 45-year-old son, which he wrote this year. I have lost my faith. I don't know what could have brought me lower. And yet when I remember these words, they also move me to deeper prayer in trusting the sovereignty of God, the hope of God, God who is in essence hope, trusting God's sovereign love, even through this dark time in my life and in the life of my son. But let me also show you my high point for 2017. This is Isaac. He is a total surprise. My 47-year-old daughter, Christy, and her husband have an 18-year-old biological daughter, have a 10-year-old adopted daughter, and that rounded out their family, or, or so they thought. They continued family ministry through foster care for several years. And then, nine months ago in 2017, 
Christie received a call from Alameda County Social Services informing her that the birth mother of our adopted 10-year-old granddaughter had given birth to a baby boy who was at that time six months old and the social worker asked, do you want him? And he became part of our family. They named him Isaac, which as you know, means laughter. Because just like Abraham and Sarah in their old age, they laughed when they were told they were going to have a son. My wife just came up to me at 9.55. And she said, guess who's here? I said, who? She says, Isaac's here. Now, I had no idea Isaac was coming. So, I mean, this is just surprise after surprise. But I understand Isaac is here. He's too expressive to be in here. My daughter says he's too expressive. Bring him down in here. I, I, want, I want my brother. So Doug took him somewhere? Well, no, I'm going to go on with you know, this great oratory and you, you'll interrupt me. But, uh, well, somewhere along the line, I, I, you know, there he is. He, it is true, he is in everything. I mean, he is out of control, but I mean, you know, phenomenal parenting is happening. And, you know, it's a, it's a great story. Kayla, 10-year-old, on her birthday, for the first time, held her brother. This is my blood. What a remarkable story. This is my blood. I'm going to take care of my brother. Well, I can't stall any longer. This child is an absolute delight for our entire extended family. He's the high point of my 2017 as I celebrate God's trustworthy faithfulness in a most unexpected way. So what about you? Enough about me. What do you remember about 2017? What were your high points? What were your low points? Notice on the handouts that the ushers gave you this morning. You have them there? You have a place there to indicate number one, two, three high points in 2017 and one, two, three low points. If you don't have a handout, uh, ushers, do we have any extras? Okay, raise your hand if you don't have a because we're going to spend the next four or five minutes on this and you'll not want to just sit there. So raise your hand if you don't have a... Okay, down over here, we have some... Raise your just real high. Ushers will get them for you because we're going to come back to this a couple times. I don't want to do all the work this morning. I want you to do some. All right, so keep your hand up until you get one. And thank you for doing that. Thank you, ushers. Your faithfulness is really wonderful and we appreciate it. You see, we're going to take four to five minutes. Four to five, that's an eternity in our world. We're going to take four to five minutes right now. Marty is going to play some more. I know that when she, once she...
played that medley, you felt like it was, you know, it was fine, let's go home. Do we have to put up with him too? But she's going to play some more. But this time it's music to write by. And during these four to five minutes, just fill in those blanks of your high and your low points of 2017. And even make a couple of, of uh, notes, if you, you want to, of what your takeaways are from these highs and these lows. So just really want. Now listen, here's why. I am going to be so bold as to suggest that you take these handouts with you to lunch and allow it to be your agenda at lunch today, today with your family and friends. So that's why you've got to do some homework right now. You've got to know what to talk about. So let's take time right now, four to five minutes, after which I'm going to ask Warren Cook to come and read some more scripture to us. So music to write by with your highs and lows in 2017.
Come on, Mommy and Daddy. I just want you to meet this part of our family. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love you too. This is Kayla. This is Christy. This is Doug. This is Isaac. Yay, Isaac. Isn't that fun? So we just wanted, okay, so do you, you understand why that's the high point for me for 2017? Okay. All right, thank you very much. Love you guys. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you for taking care of your brother, Kayla. <laughs> he wants Grammy's earrings. Okay, well, thank you for that. I'm going to ask Warren to come now and uh, read the scripture for us. Thanks, man. Is this on? Okay, good. Happy New Year. The scripture that I will be reading is from Matthew 14, 22 to 33 from the Amplified Bible. Further paraphrase from Mark 6, 45 through 52 and John 6, 15 through 21. Immediately, Jesus directed his disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he sent the crowds away. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. By this time, the disciples' boat was already a long distance from the land, three to four miles. In the middle of the sea and taught in the middle of the sea and tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. Jesus saw his disciples straining at the oars, so in the fourth watch of the night, three to six a.m., he came to them. When they saw Jesus walking on the sea and approaching the boat, they were frightened, terrified, and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear and horror. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, Take courage. It is I. Stop, stop being afraid. Peter replied to him, If it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But then, but when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus, ex Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? Why do you allow yourself to be drawn in two, two directions? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased, and the boat reached the shore of the land to which they were going. Then those in the boat were completely overwhelmed and worshipped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Thank you, Warren. Thank you very much. Keep your Bibles or your Bible apps open to that Matthew passage, will you please? And, and let's just go through it uh, just a little more. Verse by verse. Will you do that with me? Slide. Let's go to uh, verse uh, 22. Immediately Jesus directed his disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee where he sent the crowds away. So, this story comes immediately. Notice the first word, immediately. Immediately after what? After Jesus had fed the 5,000 men and the women and the children. Jesus did that miracle and the disciples took somewhat of the engagement in the miracle. They were in the process as the multiplied loaves were provided and the fish, they distributed them, engaged in this, this miracle. But now, 
We see how he has given Peter the opportunity to take his faith in Jesus to another level. Verse 23, after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Verse 24, by this time, the disciples' boat was already a long distance from the land, three or four miles. Now, you have been to the Holy Land. This is the Sea of Galilee. He, they, he's, they have left, and they're out there three and four miles in the middle of the sea and tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. The wind was against them. Any of you relate to that? Describing your life? Or at least... Parts of it? Be assured that Jesus sees you. Notice verse 25. Jesus saw the disciples straining at the oars. So in the fourth watch of the night, that's three to six in the morning. So they've been out there for a long time. He comes to them. And when they saw Jesus walking on the sea and approaching the boat, they were frightened, terrified, and said, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear and horror. Can you picture this? Disciples had to be extremely weary, having gone through feeding the 5,000 plus. Now they've been out there three to four miles. It's three to six in the morning. They're spent. They're emotionally and physically exhausted. Do you Find yourself extremely weary sometimes or possibly even this morning. Verse 27. But immediately he spoke to them saying, Take courage, it is I. This, that is, I, I am. Stop being afraid, honey, I've just run it or need help. Uh, we thought that it would be possible for this to happen because he's been having some pretty severe allergic reactions this week, and so he wrote out the sermon for me, so I'm going to just continue until he comes back. Is that okay? Okay. Verse 27, but immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage, it is I, that is I am. Stop being afraid. Verse 28, Peter replied to him, if it's really you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So do you sometimes identify with this? You hear what you think is the voice of Jesus and you wonder, is it really him? He's telling you to do something. You think it might be him, but you don't know for sure. How do you know for sure? But you might continue to hear him say, come. Verse 29. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the winds, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Can you believe it? Peter walking on the water. Peter obeying his command to come. 
Peter showing such phenomenal faith in Jesus in the middle of a storm. I've experienced that and I'm sure you have too. You respond with Jesus in a lot of faith. I think he gives us huge opportunities to trust him. And yet, when Peter saw the realities of the storm he was in, he was overwhelmed with fear and actually began to sink. But thankfully, he also prayed to Jesus, asking the Lord of that troubled sea to save him. Verse 31. Immediately, Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you allow yourself to be drawn into directions. Remember the series that was preached here at PCC this fall? Questions Jesus asked. Well, here's another great one. Jesus asking, why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? It's like we find ourselves saying, shall I go this way or that? What voice do I listen to? As we enter 2018, I think that Jesus is asking you and me to get out of the boat and go for broke. Trusting him in the middle of whatever. Whether you're coming off a high, like feeding the 5,000, or whether you're in a personal tsunami. And now I give it back to my Do you want her to keep wonderful. going or is it okay? Huh? What, whatever one. How did she, how did she do? Trouble is, she can do it all. I apologize. So I'm going to pick it up right where we left off with Martha Sue. You've just been talking about listening to the voice of Jesus and whether you're willing to get out of the boat and go for broke. Really, all you have to do is to move from, oh, you of little faith to flat out obeying Jesus, keeping your eyes on him no matter what and how you're tossed around. Verse 32, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and the boat reached the shore, the land to which they were going. Then those in the boat were completely overwhelmed and worshiped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, truly you are the son of God. And so there it is. In 2018, why don't we all, by faith, decide we're going to get out of the boat, to get out of our comfort zone, and can I say it, out of our comfortable American Christianity and go for broke, keeping our eyes on Jesus? What are you dreaming for in 2018? What are you going for broke for as you move into this coming year. Okay, I'm going to, if it's all right, I'm going to tell you some of what I'm thinking, just to kind of get you going that way. I'm convinced, I don't know if I should put a disclaimer right now or not, but I'll say it. I'm convinced that no political party will bring our nation back to where it should be. The only hope is for Holy Spirit renaissance, Holy Spirit reformation, Holy Spirit revival to sweep the church of Jesus Christ. So as I look forward to 2018, I'm telling the Lord Jesus that I 
will get out of my comfortable Christianity and go for broke. Be one of the sparks, at least, one of the sparks that would, would come along with other brothers and sisters who would together spark the light of fire for revival throughout our land. And I will do whatever it takes, whatever Jesus wants me to do to come and be one of those sparks that ignites Holy Spirit revival, keeping my eyes on Jesus, hour by hour, 24-7. Would you be willing to get out of the boat? And into the storm to whatever extent is necessary. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. Keeping your faith in Him. Keeping strong every hour of every day to kindle the fire wherever it might start. In this church family. On this peninsula. In this Bay Area. That revival fire would spread even more powerfully than how the high-tech industry spreads from Silicon Valley throughout the world. That revival will go viral. May it be so. It might look different for each one of us. Could it be that Jesus is calling you to get out of the boat and go for broke by bringing foster children into your home as established here at, F, at PCC as a, a specific focus for 2018? Or another, traveling to Congo to help break the chains of trafficking men and women and children to better advocate for global orphaned? Or being proactive witnesses, that you would be a proactive witness in your marketplace job, or on that school campus. Not being a passive responder, but open to being outspoken with the love and compassion and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and all he has to offer to everyone in your world. Or ministering to the homeless, not just giving a cup of cold water, but giving a cup of cold water to people in Jesus' name to not only be incarnational, but proclamational. Not only doing it, but speaking it. Proactive. I love the way Gary, our lead pastor, places a Martin Luther King Jr. quote at the end of his email signature. Quote, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Let me say that again. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And it's, it's obvious, isn't it, that, that, that you're not to compare yourself and how you're going to go for broke com compared to the other person. Maybe you're not in a position to go to the Congo. Maybe you're not in a position to foster care. But what position are you in? What can you do? What will you do? That for you is getting out of the boat. And as we anticipate 2018, would you be willing to join me 
and saying, Lord, give me a vision for 2018 of what could be if I am willing to count the costs and pay the price to build your kingdom. Lord, please give me a vision for 2018 of what could be if I am willing to count the cost and pay the price to build your kingdom. I remember when Carlos, our multi-site pastor, preached in the series, Questions Jesus Asked. He used this slide. What has Jesus asked of you? To say something? To help someone? To start something? To change something? To give something? To stop something? To eat something? I I didn't understand that one. I left it there because Carlos put it there, but you'll have to check with him what he means by eat something. To, To let something go. To go somewhere. To stay somewhere. To forgive someone. To believe something. We're not talking here New Year's resolutions. We're talking about Jesus giving you a vision for 2018 to get out of the boat, out of your comfort, to, as it were, walk on water, doing the seemingly impossible, constantly keeping your eyes on Jesus. Are you someone who has a gift of mercy, gift of discernment? And when you're in a public setting, standing in line at the bank or at at the retail store, you sense a person is really hurting you going to just be a silent person? Or do you need to be proclamational? Maybe getting out of the boat for you is graciously asking how that person is doing and even ask if you can pray for that person if they're open to it. My wife does this all the time. And in her entire life, there's been only one person who has ever said, no, I don't want prayer. It's amazing how people are open to that. Or how about this? Go for broke in your finances. Now, how's that for a twist of a phrase? (laughs) Invest in Christ's kingdom to the point that your security has to be in the Lord, in Jehovah Jireh, the provider, instead of your security being in your portfolio. I recommend the book, God and Money, to help you get a handle on that kind of approach. God and Money, written by two Harvard Business School millennials. Another turn of a phrase comes from Ben, our small groups pastor, when he recently introduced one of his Eagle's Nest Digest podcasts. He titles it, Learning Blank Check Faith from Mary. He says, when Mary said yes to God's plan that she would carry and give birth to God's son, there was so much she didn't know. How will I explain this to Joseph? How will I tell my parents? What will the village say about me? The only thing she knew for sure was that this was God's plan. It was what he was calling her to do. Ben goes on to say, this podcast deals with how her, quote, blank check willingness to say yes to God's plan can be a beautiful model for us. Blank check willingness. 
Now that's going for broke. So here is part two of what I hope will be your conversation at lunch today. Isn't that wonderful? You can order whatever food you want for lunch or fix whatever food, but would you make this your agenda? Here it is. Will you fill this out right now? We're going to take another four to five minutes. Oh, brother. Okay, no, seriously. Okay? Jesus in 2018. Do you want me to this or and or this and, and or this? My Lord Jesus Christ, show me and I will go for broke. Here's music to write by. Four to five minutes. This is your agenda for lunch.
Jesus. Jesus, in 2018, do you want me to... What do you want of me in 2018? Oh, my Lord Jesus Christ, show me, and I will go for broke. Brothers and sisters, why play it safe when you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s? I don't think that that's the Christian way. Brothers and sisters, why not go for it in your teens, in your 20s, and 30s? Brothers and sisters, what's holding you back from going for it in the prime of your 40s and 50s? Again, I want to appeal to you to take the initiative at lunch today with your family and friends to discuss what's written on your handouts. Now, will you stand with me, please? My friends, we will carry the truth into the streets of apathetic suburbs or the streets of cynical New York or a broken Detroit or an apathetic Rome. We will carry the compassion and mercy of Jesus into the hills of Afghanistan where mothers die giving birth, into the plains of Africa where teenagers are dying of AIDS because of superstitious rituals into the homeless shelters where the heroin addicts are, into the worn, torn cities and villages of Iraq with a message from the peace, the Prince of Peace, the peace of Christ. We will be the truth of Jesus in Hollywood auditions and pitch meetings which are art and truth that are being divorced all too frequently, into the broken homes of broken-hearted children and mommies and daddies and husbands and wives, in the broken hearts of battered women and children, in prisons where criminals just get worse, into the spiritual prisons where men can break free no longer because of their sex addiction. We will bring Jesus' love into the churches where people are blind to the people around them, into the old folks' home where forgotten people are left to die, into the families where there is no talk, no love, no hope, into every place on this earth so that we can proclaim as Jesus proclaimed, the kingdom of God is here. Brothers and sisters, hashtag get out of the boat. Peninsula Covenant Church, go for broke. God will make a way where there is no other way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for us in 2018. Thank you so much for listening to the Peninsula Covenant Church podcast. We believe you're here for a reason, and we would love to connect with you more. Our campuses are located in Redwood City, California. You can find us online at wearepcc.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for We Are PCC.